everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Carry On with Carrie. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Anne Marie Evans. She's the founder of the Erotic Spirit and the Coolest Sisterhood. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing? happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to have this is going to be a fun episode. It's going to be. Um, there's so much to this subject. I guess um, maybe you can describe for, for for anybody listening what it is that you kind of do and what. Amazing. Yeah. So within the erotic spirit, the erotic spirit just started. Oh, it's been about a year and a half now. And so prior to the erotic spirit, I've been a light worker and a healer and an energy worker for. Quite some time. Time is kind of an interesting thing because I'm trying to think of how long it's been. Um, but I would say in 2016 is really when I started to dive into this world. Yep. And so what I do with the erotic spirit is it is really geared around spirituality paired with sacred sexuality. And so what that is for me is mind, body, spirit, sacred sexuality, all the work around those realms. So helping people with doing intuitive guidance readings with tarot cards, oracle cards, energy healing um i even do reiki and you know i'm a meditation teacher and i there's a lot of things that i do so when it comes to sacred sexuality that my main thing with that is just helping people heal through their sexuality and how um, it can take them even deeper into their spirituality and taking their power back in that space because i feel like as sexual beings that we all are everybody I feel this is my belief anyways, is that we all have some work to do in, in, in all areas of our life, including sexuality and how do we, how do we just deepen into the power that we have in that space? So, right. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what can you share or if you're comfortable sharing a little bit about kind of what got you started in this, like what led you to this? What made you feel the pull towards it? So the erotic spirit started because of my own journey in healing when it came to the realm of sexuality. Um, I had some memories come in for me a couple years ago that I had completely suppressed, totally forgot about, um, where I was sexually molested as a child. Um, And then it made a lot of sense from there, to be honest, because there was a lot of blocks and a lot of things where my libido was low, especially after having kids. It really affected me. Um, And nobody wants to not be intimate with their partner but there was just no drive there there was just a lot of um I just wanted to be better in that space right and so through my healing journey what I realized was the way you do sex is the way you do life and there were so many other layers that I was not expecting when it came to healing my sexuality that when I came through the portal if you will I always say I went through a portal and I and it healed me Mm -hmm. um my mission and my passion at that point was like oh my goodness like the the power that it gave me inside me and just the healing there it was so deep that I'm I'm like if I can help other people in this space this is something that I want to do and so paired it with what I was already doing with just really anchoring into the niche of sacred sexuality in that space right yeah right yeah um that's and I think for me I know for myself like I I met you we were just saying before the podcast, we were trying to figure it out last January, I guess yeah. it was, 2022. And for me, it was, you know, I didn't even know what I was really getting into when I went, I signed up for the retreat and mm-hmm. I'm a bit of an introvert. So being there 
was just stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit too, but it was one of the catalysts to starting my healing. And it was all about, for me, you know, learning how to love yourself, Mm -hmm. which I, people always say, you know, you can't, you need to love yourself first. Yeah. And I was, I always thought, well, how do I do that? How does that happen? Yeah. You know, and so your your retreat and and the women that were involved, it was my first experience in a it. sacred circle and yeah. with like minded women, and it was just a beautiful weekend. I just remember it like I felt like for the first time there was like this beaming light coming mm. from my the crown, like it just it was wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm so glad that you were there and that you were guided to come join us. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I think of it often, and so. Um, you mentioned so I, I kind of mentioned the coolest sisterhood yeah so where you started that journey you were telling me in about 2020 2020 20, 2019 I started it it was just a, an afternoon with like-minded women mm-hmm. where we'd go into the realm of like different healing topics and it would just be a networking type of thing mm-hmm. 2020 was when I had my first real coolest sisterhood vision which was I wanted to bring community together. I wanted people to have a space that was sacred and safe for people to be vulnerable and just authentic and go through whatever they needed to with support. Right. Um, and so 2020, the fall of 2020 is when we first had our first Kula Sisterhood retreat, which was a full weekend of um, just all all healing. All It was workshop of um, workshops, vendors, speakers, and it was just a weekend of community and it was great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And you're are you leading towards that again? Or is this something that So you're... it's coming back to life. So as okay. I told you prior, it has come to a halt because of the concussion I had received at that the blessing of the concussion. I call it a blessing because it brought in a lot for me. Yeah. Um it's coming back to life, but there is gonna be some changes around that. And so the Kula Sisterhood will still be the Kula Sisterhood. And Kula is actually spelled K U L A. Okay. So Kula is um just it's a Sanskrit name that means community of the heart, like minded people. Um and I'm making it the Kula movement. Uh, so that we can invite our brothers in. So there'll be kind of three parts to that, the Kula movement, which will be co-ed. There'll be retreats and workshops for just the Kula sisterhood so that they can still have sacred space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also a space for our our divine masculine where the men can come together because they absolutely really, really need um, circle as much as us women are so privileged to have. I'm I'm trying to create just a space for our men to yeah. to find as well. So it's going to be the Kula movement and then there'll be the offs of the Kula sisterhood, Kula brotherhood around that as well. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, that you bring up a good point. I've, I have three sons myself and yeah. I, I know one of them, two of my twins are very kind of more in, in touch with that kind of stuff. And yeah. my one son, he's like, it's an expression of, uh, it needs to be, you know, mm-hmm. it, they need that safe yeah, they space really as do. well to yeah. Um, now, as far as the sexual healing, does that incorporate for men as well in your in the Kula sisters or, or the Kula movement parts? Yeah. So I will be sharing certain things. It won't be completely sacred sexuality stuff because it's not going to be fully from the erotic spirit side of things. Right. It's going to be more so a mixture of all things. So sexuality, any other types of healing modalities will be a part of this. 
um, just having different people share their medicine and the different modalities that they have. There's going to be just a mixture of all those things. Right. So not necessarily, if it's someone that it's for everybody, really, truly everybody, um, not just people that are wanting to gear into sacred sexuality work. Right. Yeah. So could you take us through a little bit of like what a session would look like as far as a, um, the erotic, like you, the erotic you elements? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. the erotic power session is what I call it. Mm-hmm. And that really is dependent on the client and it depends where they are on their journey. Um, I'm a believer that when it comes to our, the stage of sexuality that we're in, it can shift and change. Sometimes we're in a healing stage. Sometimes we're in a curiosity stage, adventurous stage, um, transformation stage and so it's really dependent on their intent but what I do with those sessions is it's a lot of um, the, the the way that I work in the erotic spirit realm is talk therapy somatic body work and energy healing oh, okay. um, and so with that it really is just dependent on the intention like do you want to deepen into um, unlocking you know some people are numb in the body and wanting to come into that space maybe it is there is some sexual traumas there that they want to move through maybe it is they feel great in their sexuality but they want to just they're curious they're in their adventurous stage they want to expand in that space so I also teach about um, just different ways to bring in uh, sensuality and and sensation into the body in different ways that with that so again it's kind of um I can't really tell you what a session looks like because it's so intuitively guided as well right. based on what is needed from the client. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, as far as you walk in, it's a safe environment. Absolutely. And, um, do you, is it something that you would have to, like you said, it's going to be different levels of what you're looking yeah. for or whatever, but it, say it is for sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be something that opens up things that could be like you need to kind of be aware of that you know what I mean yeah there's just so much that can happen right I think the biggest thing is to come with an open mind and an open heart and a deep willingness for movement Mm -hmm. Um, because unless you are in the space of like really being ready especially with the vulnerability that is in the space of this work um, I think it just really depends like and you could probably tell based yeah. on who you're yeah who you're with yeah what they can and because it's such a, a touchy topic there's very much so boundaries and all of that stuff right, right. so everything is very confidential everything is very um, just contained in the space so that they know that they are in a safe space and that they can trust me right because that's a bit that's so important for any healing to happen yeah is to be able to feel safe and trusted right so 100 percent. yeah and trust your yeah yourself in the process mm-hmm. um so trusting someone else is yeah it's especially if they're coming in to to see you for something like that yeah but even i mean for the lightest thing like you said even if it's just to get you know, more experimental, whatever. Yeah. It's, you need to have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, that's one thing for sure. That whole weekend that I was involved with, again, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it up again, but it felt like a complete safe space mm-hmm. and everything. I'm so glad. Yeah. I appreciate that feedback because that's really yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you never know what yeah, exactly. new people you meet. And, yeah. Um, so the crystal cave healing sessions, what yeah. is that all about? So I call my two one-on-one sessions either the erotic power sessions or the crystal cave healing power sessions. Okay. And so the crystal cave sessions don't involve anything with the erotic realm, um, no sexuality stuff there. It is mostly for just any other sort of healing. And so with that, 
it can look like a number of different things as well because I do a number of different things but it can involve intuitive guidance with tarot it can involve energy healing it can involve shamanic medicine with drumming or any other shamanic modality stuff that I do typically people will book a crystal cave session for some energy healing or intuitive guidance though is usually what it entails right yeah right and yeah. so do they come to you for the intention like is would you say it's like a psychic reading yes okay yeah, that's what I would say yeah. yeah yeah and how do you pick up like I just it's I, I always fall, find this so fascinating. Yeah. So my style of reading, I always say that every intuitive has their own style, right? Mm-hmm. They have their own style of the way they deliver. Um, and so my style of reading is a little bit different than a lot of traditional tarot readers. My intention is not to confirm where you're going. It is more so to feel into the energy of where you've been, where you are now, and what is the channeled messaging? Because I do channel a lot okay. as well. I don't just kind of start with the cards to start, but then I, I do go into a channel. People will usually recognize when that happens. And my intention is to then, after feeling into the energy of where they've been and where they are, mm-hmm. give them what they need so that they can I can help them get to where they want to be. Right. Um, because I'm not a believer that anything is set in stone. I could absolutely, if they wanted me to confirm, quote unquote, confirm um, where they're going. Mm-hmm. And I say quote unquote is because if they don't like the answer to what I feel they are going towards, they have the ability to change that based on the energy that they are, they themselves are carrying and with the information that I share. So I don't think it's helpful to tell somebody, oh, your future looks like this. I think it's right. more helpful to say, this is where you are, this is where you, you've been, and this is what spirit is saying to me that you need to hear in this moment to get you to, to where you need to be. Right. And where we all desire to be is really in our greatest joy and our greatest passion, right? Yes. And so that's what the erotic spirit is also about is how do we live a how do we cultivate a life of pleasure and passion um, through sacred sexuality and spirituality? Right. Yeah. And so does that kind of play into most of your readings as well? Like do you so when you say you you um, tap into the spirit. Yeah. So how does that look for you? Like, can you just, is it something you can describe? Um, it's a whole thing because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so if you've ever heard of the psychic clairs, have you heard of those before? Yep. So the clairvoyance, the clairaudience, yep. clairsentience, um, which is pretty much all of our senses on a different cellular level. Right. Um, so for me, it's pretty much working with all of those. Okay. Um, my most dominant Claire's, I would say, would be clairsentience and clairaudience, which would mean I feel and I hear more than I do see. But I do see. So they all are working in synchronistically. Okay. Um, it's not like only one works and the other ones don't work at that time. So mm-hmm. it really just depends. And this is why I say it's different for everybody because although I might hear something, someone else might be have a greater sight in that than I would be able to see that. Right. right? So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's how that works for me. Yeah. Um, and what do you have something that you would say uh, is a favorite side of things or is it just you kind of go with my greatest passion and all the things that I do my greatest passion would be speaking of well the erotic spirit is very passionate because um, my deepest passion is the law of attraction and is manifesting Mm -hmm. Uh, because I as we were talking about earlier I do believe that we're always constantly in manifestation mode whether or not we are manifesting what we want or don't want and so I love to teach people how to be deliberate conscious co-creators of their life right through sacred sexuality sexual life force energy as well as you know it doesn't need to work with that but when we work with sexual life force energy, my shaman mentor would say to me, it's the booster charger to 
cultivating what we want. Okay. And so we can absolutely do that without tapping into those spaces. But so I teach it with sacred sexuality, but I also teach it without. And so the, if I would I would say my favorite would be the law of attraction. I feel like the reason why that's my favorite is because when we have the tools to be able to create the life that we want, isn't that what we all want? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's where we take our power back. Right. That's part of the many ways we can take our power back is really learning how that works. Right. And so that's my passion there. But I do love all of it. Mm-hmm. Like all of it is just, it's so, it's just, uh, it's just in my heart. Yes. Yeah. And you can tell just by, just by the way you exude your, like the way, the way you're even talking right now, it just yeah. kind of comes out that way. And oh, I, wonderful. yeah, it's, um, well, you last night you had, was it last night? No, two nights two ago. Two nights ago, yeah. Yeah, the new moon ceremony. Yeah. And that was kind of what we got talking about with manifestation. Yeah. So yeah. that was the, how, can you explain explain the night? and the, So with the new moons, so there's new moon and the full moon are the two main moon phases that I work with mm-hmm. because the new moon is really all about cultivating, bringing in, um, sending out your new moon wishes, if you will, where the full moon is more about releasing and letting go of things. Right. Um, and so... We utilize the energy of the moon at this time because it is the, the best times to, as far as what the energy is giving off in those moments. Yeah. So what we did on um, the new moon ceremony that we had, we had a fire ceremony where we really just, we talked about the formula of the law, of, my formula of law of attraction and how we become really good co-creators and we put out all our new moon wishes, did some ritual, had some drumming, uh, got a little bit of a meditation in there and nice. yeah, it was nice. So, and I'm only bringing this up because it's not like, do you have people that, like, the skeptics, you know, did, do you ever have to experience that side of it with any of this? You know, it's interesting because I feel like at this point in my journey, my spiritual journey, I feel like all I've, I've started to attract now at this point are all the people that are already believers or they are curious about it, even if they don't understand it. Right. Um, and I feel like that is just a uh, that is just a testament into the energy that I'm carrying. Because when I think back to when I first started this work, when I was a little bit in the closet, when I was a little bit scared to share my gifts with people, yeah. um, I did have a lot of skeptics back then, but I also was giving, speaking of manifesting, what did I manifest in? Manifested people that were skeptics because I was fearful of skeptics. Right. Now I'm at the point where I have so much faith and evidence in my life that there you can't make any of this stuff up. Like, yeah. so I know the truth of it, whether people believe it or not. And so I'm just firm and, and I stand my ground in that. And so when I share with people, I kind of laugh about it because, you know, someone was asking me the other day, like, oh, what do you, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a witch. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I work with magic and they're like, uh, okay. Yeah. But my girlfriend was like, oh my gosh, like I was scared because my husband's, you know, his, his work family was they were just learning about her in this realm as well because she does the same work that I do, sort of. And she was recognizing how she was scared to share. And I was like, I just don't care anymore. And she was like, hmm, interesting, because it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Believe me, you cannot, and that's fine. And we all, that's the thing is we all have our own belief systems. And and, I love that. And the way I look at it too is if I were to hide that and Mm -hmm. not share, where, where is there a possibility that I could open a door for somebody where I'm like blocking that from them it's not my choice it's you Mm -hmm. know so it's I'd be doing a disservice more than anything not just to them but also to myself oh yeah yeah and that like you said you wouldn't be surrounding like and you do you start to notice this wave effect of 
of people that you attract and mm-hmm. you know the more positive experiences you attract yeah and that's what I um yeah just like in the last two years that's definitely like you said you get to a point because you're you're here and you're healing and you you've just haven't been woken up like I wasn't woken up woken up to any of this stuff and mm-hmm. and now it's you know once it comes in it's like this little tiny light at first and then you start yeah. to realize that's why to me this podcast I've had people say well are you sh- comfortable sharing certain things and I'm like you know what it is what it is now I yeah. am who I am and my truth is means more to me than hiding it yeah right for sure and so opening and up to asking help ourselves even just asking ourselves why are what what is the fear inside of me trying to teach me right now? Right, because it's try, just trying to keep me safe, right? And maybe that's safe from not being accepted. Maybe mm-hmm. that's being safe from being made fun of or whatever those things are. And so when I look at that, it's kind of like the other my other favorite thing. Now that I think about this going into this is yep. um, shadow work and inner child work. Yes, I just yeah. started some of that. Yeah, it's my favorite because that's also where we take a lot of power back. Right. Yeah. So how would you, like, would somebody come into you asking for that or would that be something like you, you meet them for a few times and figure out what, kind of what their journey is and what? So I'm a believer that inner child work and shadow work, so I use the, both of those interchangeably because mm-hmm. I do believe that shadow work comes from inner child work. Right. Um, and I'm a believer that anything that we need healing from, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't even matter if we feel like whatever it needs healing is something that we experienced, say, yesterday, for example. Mm-hmm there's still always a mirror back to our childhood. So I always say that as we journey forward, you know, we come into this world so divine, so pure, then humanness happens. Right. (laughs) That what we came here for happens and what we came here for was to evolve our spirit. And part of that is healing. Mm -hmm. How do we evolve if there's nothing to heal? So as we journey into these children who have the human experience that then get taught certain things, um, I feel like when it comes to our belief systems and all of that stuff, this is where all of our healing comes from is our inner child because whatever we're experiencing as an adult version of ourselves is a program from childhood whatever we believe whatever we think whatever we feel was taught at some point right so if it's not serving us now if it doesn't feel good in the body now where in my childhood do i need to reflect back on so i can reverse or reprogram or reframe the belief that i've been carrying for all this time right so when it comes to inner child shadow work it's in everything Everything that I do, doesn't matter what it is, it's going to come up. Right. Yeah. And that's what starts healing that generational trauma as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. Right? And yeah. I think if you can get, you know, as each generation comes through, is you know, if, if I am able to teach that to my sons, mm-hmm. who can then take that onto their kid. I mean, I know that it's, but, you know, like that, that to me is amazing. Yeah. Because if you don't go back and heal those things, yeah, you'll never... And it's not to say that we need to reflect back on the bad no. things that happened to us. Exactly. Don't bring yourself back into that space and that pain. It's more so to say, what can I do with the information that I have with this? Right. Because it doesn't have to be good or bad, right? So somebody just did it with me. I had a hypnotherapy session. Okay. And we did some of that. And it's like going in and like giving, I've said this before, giving my little Carrie self in a moment where maybe it wasn't such a good thing. Yeah. Um, giving me a hug and looking down and saying, you know what, you're doing your best, you yeah. did your best, and now you don't have to think about this anymore. Yeah. You know, things like that, which to me, again, I'm mind blown because I, 
why didn't I know this? Like, yeah. And was that transformational for it you? It really yeah. was. And yeah. even intentionally in a meditation, like at the end of each meditation, she just kind of suggested that, you know, you go back and take different moments where you might have needed some healing from. Yes. And hug that person in each one of those moments. Yeah. But pick, like, each time. And not, yeah. and not every single meditation. Yeah. Or I mean, sorry, not all of your thoughts in one meditation. But yes. just, you know, even give your mom a hug when you think maybe your mom needed one. Mm-hmm. Just to That's heal powerful. the generations, your grandma, if she had yeah. trauma. Yes, yeah, totally. Just to imagine and manifest that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. So that's, I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. The inner child work. Yeah. It's my, it's one of my other, I have lots of passions. It's definitely up there. Right. <laughs> right on. So when, okay. You, and I know you had talked to me. I was so interested because you, you do um, help people learn how to kind of hone in on their, yeah. their, um, what would you call it, mediumship or their mediumship or intuition, intuition or psychic yeah. abilities, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. I feel like we're in the era now where intuition is more comfortable for people than saying psychic abilities. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> but yes, I do teach yeah. people that. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that, is that kind of like a shadow, like you're working with somebody? So that I usually will do in group settings. Um, If not a group, I could still do it one-on-one, but it's fun. It's fun doing it in group settings. And what we'll usually do is I'll I'll explain the clairs like I was talking about earlier and how to kind of feel in and tap into those, and we'll get right into exercise. Because the only way you're going to be able to feel and know is to just do, Right. right? And so I kind of teach a little bit about it, and then we go right into just doing different exercises to exercise those psychic muscles if you will right yeah um and so would that be okay so i if i think i can say this Anne marie has her own place out yes you ask we can share that yes um so you've you started with the kula yeah. I said coolest when I first started. <laughs> That's the okay. coolest sister. It is the coolest. It's it is going the coolest. To be. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you spell that? K-U-L-E-S-T? Coolest? Or oh, yeah. Kula? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, so you have a, a place where you hold your own retreats. Yeah. So I have a space 30 minutes east of Edmonton. Okay. I have seven acres out there where... I am starting to bring circle in, starting to host events and workshops and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the winter months, I do have a lake house, even still about 25 minutes east of the city, that I will also utilize. I, I know the owner there, so he has a beautiful lake house that can hold, I think it's like 22 people to sleep there, So, and it's a massive house, so we can do retreats indoors there during nice. the winter. But nonetheless, I have I have land, and yeah, I have lots of stuff going on out there. So oh, that's amazing. And you have animals too, don't you? I do. Yes. Yes. And do you incorporate any of them in that? Like I know not noticed... yet. No. Okay. But I'm... I was kind of thinking about. It's been speaking to me a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. a friend of mine, she's a yoga. She does Ting. She does a lot of the episodes with me. But she she's done yoga. She's a yoga instructor. Oh, I love yoga. yoga. With with dogs, yoga with chickens, yoga with goats. Oh my gosh, with chickens too. Yeah. So she's done it like, yeah. yeah. And um, that's why I asked. Like I yeah. wondered if there was any, because there's so much healing that comes from, animal from medicine, animals. Yeah. And just watching and observing animals, like we can learn so much from them. Oh my goodness, them. yes, totally. So. Yeah. Um, 
you brought up that you had just done a fire walk not that long ago a couple weeks ago it was amazing it was transformational it was powerful so can you yeah like did you did you feel anything I mean I I had a group of women that like I were I'm good friends with and I missed that that time like I couldn't make it to that one okay I really want to do a fire walk Yes. Well, so, you're in luck because I'm hosting one. Okay. If you can make it. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. The power that you feel from oh that. Oh, my like gosh. Inner... It was the most powerful I have ever felt in my life. Wow. And I wasn't sure if I was going to walk. I didn't want to say no right off the bat because, of course, fear first comes in. Yep. Um, but I just said to myself, because I knew, obviously, there was a fire walk. So as, it, as the time approached and then finally the people came there to facilitate I just said to myself the entire day, don't say no, don't say yes, just go with flow yeah. and see what you feel in the moment. Don't overthink it. Right. And so when the time came, I was actually, I shocked myself because I was ready to walk. I was probably, I feel like anyways, I didn't ask everybody, but I felt like I was literally ready to approach the fire before anyone else started to go to it. So, right. Which was a surprise to me because I didn't anticipate that. Right. But I didn't feel anything actually. I, you know... I didn't feel a single piece of heat, and it's not to say people don't, because I've heard other people's experiences, um, but I feel like I was just at a point of so much power in me mm-hmm. that I was starting to really, truly like recite and believe I am power, or I'm, well, I am power, but what I kept saying to myself was, I'm not going against fire right now. Like, mm-hmm. I am the fire. I am fire. I am what is ignited within me I'm not separate from that right I am part of that element and so I I truly feel like me because there's a preparation to get to that point you don't they don't just light the fire and you start walking right right um so through that preparation I was in the space of um just like really reaffirming that for Mm -hmm. myself and I'm a believer that that's why I didn't feel the heat because I was part of that heat yes yeah and I didn't get a single blister I didn't get anything really yeah See, and that's what they said too. It was fat. like some, some people felt a little bit. Yeah. Some people, yeah. Yeah. And everybody's experience was just a little bit different. And well, the interesting thing was that they suggested that if you did get a little blister, if you got a, they called it fire kisses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got a kiss from the fire, they said look up the reflexology chart to see where on your foot the burn or whatever the the tenderness or whatever it was shows up. And see where how that connects to what else, what's deeper there. What is wanting your attention, more right. attention there. So I thought that was fascinating because hmm. I'm a believer in that stuff too. So yeah, yeah. And so you're gonna have it on your lot, like you're gonna have yes. one on your lot. We're gonna. It's gonna be part of my retreat at the end of August. The fire ceremony is gonna be the firewalk ceremony is gonna be the highlight of the whole thing. I think. So, right. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I am so excited. And yes. that's the end of August. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there anything, okay, so you said your Reiki energy, you do all of that vibrational sound. So do you, you do the sound bowls? So I do sound bowls. I use tuning forks. I also use my shamanic drum. So any uh, sound vibrational sound therapy is with those three modalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And typically when I do Reiki, I actually include pretty much my Reiki sessions aren't just Reiki specifically. I throw in a lot of other stuff so I do crystal therapy I do sound vibrational sound therapy and those as well and I use pretty much all those tools or if I don't use all it's just really what I'm guided to right um, but those are the three that I use for that yeah 
Um, I have somebody next week that's going to, she has the sound singing goals, goals, singing yeah. goals, and, and she's going to do some of that. Oh, I love um, that stuff. So do you, do you have drum circles? Do you ever So typically the drum medicine that I'm carrying now is, shows up a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's in almost, almost all of my circles because I feel like it's so, it's just so nourishing <laughs> for <is>. the soul. <laughs> yeah. So majority of my stuff will include some sort of drum circle. Okay. And then there will be ones that are specifically that'll be um, advertised as a drum journey. Oh, okay. And for those journeys, it'll usually be a journey to find your animal spirit or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually have done one with the animal yeah. spirit and it is, it's a, a the, like when you're in a meditation, that's how I did it. It was through a meditation. Yeah. They, and the drum, it just brings you to a, it's such a calm, I don't know, it, you actually do go to another place. Yeah. That's all I can, oh, I, I know I I'm not it. describing it properly, but. Yeah, but yeah. it's true though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there, okay, so I ask everybody this, I try to, um, what would be the last best thing you do every night before you go to bed? Like consistently, or what, what do you mean? Sorry, can you just reaffirm? Just the last best thing that you can recommend, like whether you do it every night or, okay. you know, just something, a practice that you have adopted that mm-hmm. you, or that you just use once in a while. So before bed, what I would recommend is starting to work with your dreamer. Okay. And so what that means is typically we'll go back, to, we'll go to sleep and we'll just go to sleep without really setting an intent. Mm-hmm. Intention is everything to me. So whether I wake up and what's my intention for the day, it's all, I also set intent for the nighttime. Right. So when I go to bed, my intention is to connect to my dreamer and to ask in dream time. So whether I remember my dreams or not, mm-hmm. I work in that space um, and I will set an intent. So it depends what I, it depends what that might be. So for example, last night it would be my intent is, Bring to me what I need for the podcast with Carrie tomorrow, right? right? Maybe it's something that's coming up. Maybe it's something you need clarity on. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, okay, I'm going to ask my dreamer, what do I need to do when it comes to career? I want to shift or I want to, whatever it might be. Right. The the intent can be whatever it is. And so I would say start working with your dreamer. Mm -hmm. um, And then when you wake up, if you do remember your dreams and there's messaging there, a lot of times it's not exactly what's happening in the dream. It's a lot of symbolic signs and symbols in that yeah sometimes it is exactly what happens but mostly it's signs and symbols and if you don't remember your dreams the invitation is really just to feel into the body and say what do I feel right now and I if I feel restored and good or just whatever then I know that I I received what I needed in that dream time so I don't need to consciously know what the answer is Mm -hmm. I just trust that my subconscious received what it needed from what my intent was right if I wake up and I feel not so great, then I'll take that as I didn't really receive what I needed. And so I'll just set deeper intent going forward. Right. So yeah. do you, um, and do you often, do you remember a lot of your dreams yourself? I am, um, so full transparency, I also smoke cannabis. Okay. And so I find that when I do smoke cannabis, I, my dream time is totally in the subconscious. I don't remember anything, but when I'm not smoking cannabis, then I do remember my dreams. Right. Yeah. So is that something that like you prefer, not preferred, or do you? I love dreaming. Yeah. If I can like help and be able to dream every night, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. A, I have lots of dreams, but see, I used to have lots of really bad dreams, like mm. nightmares and stuff as a kid. Yeah. And so that's evolved now to finally, it's not like 
I'll still have some pretty intense ones, but I yeah. don't remember as much with those ones. Okay. So, like, because they would be so real, I'd wake up and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's what's kind of come out of all of this is mm-hmm. a bit more peace. So I like that. I like yeah. that you would go into it asking, what can I get from this night? Yeah. And it would actually give you that peace falling asleep instead of you're thinking about a million things before yeah. you go to bed and... You know, the promotion at work, the... Yeah. Right? And this is like, and I guess when you say that, because you could either be overthinking a lot or you can just trust and ask. Right. Um, and that's a good practice for surrendering. Right. right? Because surrender is not easy. Mm-hmm. And so if you can practice that with dream time, then maybe, yeah, that would be helpful. So do you do a lot of journaling? Are you a... Or are you I just I always more... wish I was a journaler. Yeah. I'm obsessed with buying journals. Yes. I'm not the greatest at journaling, though. <laughs> okay, we are <laughs> on the same path. I buy it so I have so many and they've all got like a few pages yeah, written in. That's me. And then I'll grab the next one. <laughs> yeah. When when I pass on, people yeah. will be so fascinated by, or they'll be like, Oh yeah. here she is again. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly the way I am. But I do recommend journaling because it is it is a good practice though for sure. Right. Especially anchoring it down. So if it's something that you're trying to bring in or cultivate I would say anchoring it down in the physical world and outside of the mind is always a good practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's even for something. So say you are moving on from something. Again, I bring up the healing part. But if it's the the burning of something, so you write it down, you know, that's done with now. Yeah. Just whatever way you want to get rid of it. Yeah. Flush it down the toilet. Like, (laughs) you know, whatever. Yeah. I always say I love burning stuff. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like that Watch energy. You say that too. The saying. energy and the power of that. Yeah. Um, and so I always say after that, put the ashes back to Mother Earth. Okay. And I will just thank Mother Gaia for transmuting that energy for me, for taking what does not serve me anymore. Right. And yeah, for just nourishing me in the ways that I need. You know, and it's funny, my mom, when I was a kid, I'd have bad dreams. Yeah. And she wouldn't do the, the burning thing, but she would, it's almost like that. But yeah. she was like, Carrie, I'm going to sweep it away. Yeah. I'm going to sweep it out of the house. We're going to open the door and the yeah. window. And she would get rid of it. I love that so yeah. much. And it helped. Like, yeah. I would go to bed and I'm, okay, thank you, mom. Like, Intention is yes. everything. Yes. That's really, truly where a lot of magic lies. Right. Is in how conscious and deep are we in with our intention right and the belief that it's working because if we don't believe in that intention then of course we're going to get the the what it is that we're not attract the opposite yeah yeah right yeah and so what would your definition of magic be then that's a a good question (laughs) i feel like the definition of magic oh i don't know how to just it's like such an energy that it's hard to translate into the english language Mm -hmm. um but to me, I think that magic is having a trust and faith in something greater than us. And tapping into that energy mm-hmm. is, if you were, it, because that is literally where it comes from, right? Is, yeah, the, the, the belief and faith in that is so important. And it's hard to explain okay. what magic is. I'm like, now yes. I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> think about how I define that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I can just say right now, I, I got very emotional just for a second there. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. But to me, magic is connection as mm-hmm. well. Like you're, the yes. connection right now, like this. I'm just, I love that. Every magic time, is connection. Yeah. So yeah. to have a moment, and actually that was another thing at your at the retreat yeah. um, with the girl that, Italia, 
Yeah. I, I don't know if I should say. But uh, you did the eye. Oh, yeah, the ga- eye gazing. Eye gazing. Yeah. And I didn't know her very well. And I'll tell you the connection that I had, mm. I made with another person in that moment. Yeah. It was enough to recognize when there's a connection happening all over the place. Oh, gosh, I get you. I get what you're saying there. Yes, I love that. I love that, how you how you brought that in, the connection. Yeah. 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 That's how I look at that. Because then you are believing in something higher than yourself. Yeah. When I look in somebody else's eyes and I realize that they're kind of getting it too. Yeah. Or that they just want to be seen. Yeah. That is something bigger than yourself. Totally. It, and the way I even just took that into was it doesn't even need to involve a person outside of you. It's a connection to the divine. It's connection to... Exactly. Um, it's connection to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, like, and that's how it, because yeah, it doesn't. It's not the physical person. Mm-hmm. There's like it's for the me, energy. I see an energy there. Yeah, with people. Yeah, and that being said, as I was saying, it's a lot of energy. That's what the magic is—is is tapping into energy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, ah, yeah. I got chills all over the place here. <laughs> I call those spirit bumps. That's universe okay. saying, listen up, there's truth here. Right? That's what I say, yeah. So how do you feel about, um, okay, like 1111, for instance? Yeah. I see 1111 all the time, and people laugh. My mom and dad, like, they're like, oh, Carrie. <laughs> but it's, I'm serious. Like, I will look, I'll, I won't be even looking at the time, and all of a sudden I see it. And I know that that's like a, they say it's, you're on your right path. Mm-hmm. But is that what, what do you believe? Is it again just something that if it helps you, yeah, feel like you're on the right path? Is that all it takes? So for me, Agreed. I'm a believer in all those numbers. You Why? Are. Because the universe. Here's the thing: if we believe in a higher power, we would probably be in a psych ward if the higher power spoke to us in words like "Carrie, da da da, you're doing a good job, you're going the right way," blah blah blah, or "Carrie, you're going in the wrong direction." You'd be like, "Where is this voice coming from?" Right. The way I look at it is the universe speaks to us in signs and symbols all the time. Mm-hmm. So if the sign is synchronistic in numbers, if it is a feather, if it is a butterfly, whatever it might be, there is a connection to that magic mm-hmm. that we were talking about through those things. Right. Um, and so I don't think it's nothing. I think numerology in itself is a whole other thing. I'm not a numerology person, so I don't right. can really tell you. I have my own what numbers mean to me and how they speak to me of like, you know, the synchronicities in 888 or 111 or 222, they kind of speak to me differently because I've already kind of adopted what all the numbers mean to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in all that stuff. I also feel like when I came into my spiritual side and when I was starting to have all of those, the synchronicities and numbers and seeing all the, you know, all those things, um, what I find is that when I have retracted back, so I'm still human, although I'm very spiritual and although I'm very connected, the humanness still resides within me. So sometimes, you know, it's the ebb and flow of it all, right? Yes. Um, and what I find is when I'm in that ebb and I'm not fully aligned or I might be in a quote-unquote negative space, um, then those things don't come in as much because I'm missing them. I'm not connected. I'm detached. Yep. And so I might not be seeing them because energetically... I'm not a match to what the divine is trying to bring to me. Right. It's kind of the way I describe that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a believer that makes in signs and symbols. And 
that's the way the universe speaks to us. That's the way it guides us. Because again, if we heard a voice mm -hmm. saying, you're going the wrong way, da, 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 we would stop in our tracks and we would literally, I would think, be in a psych ward yeah. saying something's wrong with me, yeah, yeah. something's going on. And so we get Not nudges. Not that there's anything wrong with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. There's but. nothing wrong with that. Thank you for saying yes. that. Not to, I should. That's yeah. okay. Um, no, but you okay. know what I mean. I do know what you mean. It yeah. would, we would all, and, and there is certain things even because when, and I think that's the thing is when you haven't gotten to a space of feeling that connectedness, sometimes yes. people think that side of it, like, okay, <laughs> yes. what are you talking about? Yes. So then, like you said, you finally feel comfortable talking about it and being truthful about it. Yeah. Whereas before it's like, I'm kind of woo woo. Oh, I was in the closet for a while there. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of women and it's finally like, you know what? They again, it's just society. They put a negative spin on things, and yeah, like, okay, what would you? You said witchy things. Like, what would you def define that as, or what would? How would you explain that? Well, if you think of like, I'm I'm like embracing the inner witch in me more so recently. Yes, but, yep. but it's just like everything else. So, for example, if you think of a witch, it's ca casting spells. Well, if you think of a Roman Catholic, which I was raised at, I would say that's prayer. Right. Or I would say that's setting intent. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, they'll call it uh, I'm doing ritual. I'm in ceremony. Maybe someone else is saying that they are meditating or something, you know, like. Right. So it's very much so the same. When I talk about being a witch, I just joke about that because I think it's funny. But I yeah. truly feel that the witch translates to wise women. Right. And being connected to those things. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So getting rid of the stigma of what a witch, you know, burning at the stake type stuff. Well, that's what I was <laughs> yeah. kind of alluding to because it's so the opposite. Yeah. It's so yeah. full of love and, yeah. and light and like sisterhood that yeah. unfortunately you don't always see still. There's a lot of competition I find yeah. with women. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still there. I think though it's evolving and it's oh, finally sure. like turning around. And, yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, like support one another and yeah. there's no competition. Like you could be doing the exact same thing as me. Yeah. But it, you have something else to bring to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just getting into that place. But I love I love that you've... So you would call it the wise. Yes. Wise woman is what a witch is. Yeah. yeah. And which, you know, which practices are, are similar to shamanism even mm -hmm. too. Right. It's a lot of working with the elements and working with the earth. Okay. Is what it is, right? And right. so um, I feel like before I stepped into my witch body, it was more so working with just energy in itself. So through the mind and through my auric field, where now when I'm moving into my witch self, it's more so about using things that are tangible in this earth realm to help assist me in what it is that I'm trying to create. Right. Yeah. Right. And so then you working with like you, where you live. Yeah. You're in and amongst nature all the time. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're a gardener, are you not? Oh yeah. My garden yeah. is 2,600 square feet. Oh, it's bigger than my house. Wow. My vegetable garden alone. So not even everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. herbs and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah. the natural side of healing and yeah. I actually also want to ask you, and I hope you're comfortable with me asking yeah. you this, but you were doing pole dancing. Yes, I love it. And I love like the athleticism that that totally. takes. So did you, did you start that just out of interest or did you start that as part of like, you know what, I am going to embrace the fact that I am... I started it for multiple reasons. Okay. So it was 
the fitness part of it for sure. Yeah. I was doing acro yoga. I don't know if you were if you know what acro yoga is. No, I actually don't. Um, it's it's a whole other thing. You okay. need to look it up because yeah, it's I not will. like regular yoga. It's like you have someone facing you and you're doing moves in the air type thing. Okay. I was doing that for a while, but the person that I was doing that with, he's not local to our, our place here, so I was looking for something still fun, yeah. like not an ordinary workout type thing. Right. And because pole dancing or pole fitness, if you will, is also there's the sensual side to that. Right. And that just feeds into everything the erotic spirit is about is getting into the body, being sensual, being connected to that energy. Yeah. So it was kind of like I wanted it for all the reasons, for working out, for something fun, for, yeah. for doing cool moves. Yeah. And uh, and just getting into my sensual body, like depending on, on what my intent is, right? So maybe my intent is I need to work out. Right. Maybe intention is I want to get into my sensual body. Maybe it is I just want to have fun, mm-hmm. right? And so... Well, and we forget that. It, there's just that playful side. Yeah. And that's, that's half of it is to have things that... Yeah. That make you... That bring you joy that like when you were a kid, you're just yeah. dancing. Totally. Right? Yeah. And feeling comfortable in yourself. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought that was pretty cool. When yeah. You're sharing all it's that. so fun. Yeah. It would be pretty You'll fun. You'll have to come over because I have a pull at my house too. Okay. So you can... I'll teach you some spins. Okay. <laughs> That should be interesting. I'm a bit clumsy, but I would too. (laughs) My dad would say you're as graceful as an elephant. But I have learned elephants are extremely graceful. And they're extremely intelligent. Yes. (laughs) I love elephants. There you go. I know. Isn't there something that's very like uh, spiritual about an elephant? Oh, totally. So see? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It all makes sense. Um, is there anything like I just like this has been amazing and I could talk forever I can too <laughs> yeah it's, um, I and there's so much more that I want to hear from you but I is there something that you would like to kind of really get across to people about and, and like I said this is it's about mental health mm-hmm. it's about wellness and for me it's to get all of these different you know, it might not be for you, you know, you, but to, to know it's available mm-hmm. to somebody that this is an option to heal. Yeah. And it's just something to try. And if this, it could be the one spark it takes yeah. to get to that, the place that you need to be to get through something. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's not just about traditional medicine. It's not just about modern medicine and mm-hmm. it's, there's so much more to it. So anyways, I've, I've gone on long enough about that, but I would love to know what you're, what you would leave people with. Like, okay, well, (laughs) what's coming in for me right now is just an invitation for those that are listening. Mm -hmm. If this has sparked anything within you, even if there is reservations or like a piece of you that's like really like resistant, but there is an ounce, even if there's a piece that is curious or, you know, if you're going to be honest with ourselves, feel that this might be something you need. I think the biggest thing is asking yourself where you can be more open and willing. Right. Because until we are open and willing, there is no change. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that openness and willingness doesn't need to mean you come in and you do all the erotic stuff right off the bat or whatever it is. Maybe it is just putting your toes into learning a little bit more about something. It doesn't have to be a full on dive dive deep into right but i would say that listen to our own because everybody's intuitive so when we can tap into our own intuition and trust what our high self is trying to tell us what we need Mm -hmm. and what could be beneficial for us 
if there is any fear or anything that comes in, um, just recognize that and, and ask yourself, is this me just trying to keep myself safe? Right. Or is this, because is it actually something to be fearful of? Right. Which it really isn't. Um, and then asking yourself, how can I step forward in this space? How can I be more open and willing? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I got. Like, I feel like that's really the first step in it all. And yeah, checking in, in the body. So getting out of the head and asking your body, is this something that I need? Not asking the mind. Right. Because our ego mind will convince us always of all the things we shouldn't do. Right. Because it's scary, because I'm not vulnerable enough, because it's hard to be authentic or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yep. And we all, we all quote unquote suffer. <laughs> I say quote unquote, because when That's I say human. that. That's being human. Yeah. And without just, suffering, you don't have joy. It's not good or bad. It just yeah, is. It just is what it is. Yeah. No judgments in yeah. there. So yeah, that's what I would say is where can, where can we deepen into deeper openness and willingness in some of these spaces? Right. Yeah. And trusting your intuition. So a little tiny, let's call it intuition 101. <laughs> <laughs> What's for me, it's, it's a feeling I get like yeah. you said uh, like I call it my spidey senses or the um, gut feeling the gut the, feeling yeah. or that little tiny voice in the back of my head like eh, yeah. I'm not trusting what's happening right now well 10 months later you realize well that's why yeah and I, that's where I'm finally learning how to do it so yeah is that kind of on the right path or yeah, yeah. I would say to tap into your intuition a little bit more deeply, something that I recommend is putting a hand, one hand on heart, one hand on your center of gravity or your womb space if you're a woman, mm-hmm. um, and then closing your eyes down because once you close your eyes down, you get rid of that one sense, and then you can feel into the body. So the invitation is because we are we think in the mind, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the energy is carried in the head, and so the invitation is: can I move that energy down into the body? Can I feel my body? And can I listen to what my body is telling me I should do, not what my head is telling me I should do? Because our body is so intelligent. Right. It'll tell us. It always has the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one common thread every week that I've heard. And I, it's, that's, it, it speaks volumes like people don't trust that enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. When you're having, um, like, your gut. Yeah. If you're having problems with your gut, it's like, well, what are you going through here? And what, Yeah. 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 So, oh, wow. Okay, anyways, I didn't want to end on the gut. (laughs) (laughs) I love my gut. (laughs) It's your intuition there, too. So, for sure. Love on that. Like, and that's part of, like, even just, like, why why did I feel called to get a hold of you now? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I have the podcast, but it's been so long since I've seen you, and and I was like, you know what? As soon as it comes to my mind, and that's when I've been getting a hold of people, I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like, she has so much to offer, and, and I'm just so appreciative that oh, you were you able to take the time. Me. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. yeah. Truly. And yes. it, so where can people find you if they are looking to, to experience any of the things that you have to offer? So I'm on all social media mostly. The usual is Facebook, Instagram. My website is theeroticspirit.com, and all my handles are also theeroticspirit.com. So super easy okay. to find. Um, you can also find me with just my name, too, Emily right. Evans. Okay. If you look that up, you should be able to find me in those spaces. So, okay. yeah. And I'll tag you in in my posts and stuff, and then Thank people can, can find uh, find you that way. Um, and yeah, I, I, I always let people know, um, on each episode, I am not a mental health expert. I'm Mm -hmm. only coming from a place of 
sharing my own experiences and mm-hmm. the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is just a safe space for yes. people to listen and learn new things. So um, you can co- follow me on Instagram at carry on with Carrie podcast underscore podcast and carry on with Carrie podcast on a Facebook. And if you guys feel impelled or, um, you know, you just want to share, it, it means a lot to me and we can reach just one person. That's, that's my goal. So love that. It makes a difference just for one more person. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully I can have you back again someday. Absolutely. (laughs) I am willing and ready. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. So over and out and I hope everybody enjoys the next 24 hours.